This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Everybody. Welcome to the 15th episode of Kiwi and the Bird. I'm Kimi. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the clever and somber We Were Liars by E. Lockhart. Now, We Were Liars is a psychological thriller told through the eyes of protagonist Caden Sinclair Eastman. The Sinclairs are the perfect family. Perfect lives, perfect children, simply perfect. Every summer, the Sinclairs gather at Beechwood Island. It is there that the liars reunite. Year after year, summers at Beechwood were warm, expected, normal. But during summer 15, everything changes. Caden Sinclair Eastman only remembers waking up on the shore without clothes and without memory. Everyone is refusing to give answers. Some secrets, liars have to find for themselves. Caden Sinclair Eastman used to be the perfect Sinclair. She used to have blonde hair, she used to be athletic, and she used to be happy. Now, after the accident, she has black hair, Percocet, and amnesia. She wants to figure out what happened during Summer 15, but if she can't even remember who she is, how could she ever remember what really happened? Cadence, to me, is an interesting character because she is unlike everything she's been taught to be. Ever since she was a child, she's been told to basically keep everything in. The Sinclairs are supposed to be perfect. They're supposed to be unaffected. Nothing can bring them down. But Cadence, throughout her life has felt things and she has so desperately wanted to feel these things that it seems like she's kind of betraying herself by feeling almost and so I like to see that conflict within her of of her knowing that Sinclair's aren't supposed to be like this and yet she is and that's what makes her different that's what makes her apart from the family I really I liked Cadence because she is more unconventional she you're introduced to her and her family the perfect Sinclairs right and then you figure out oh something happened to her but throughout the writing you see her kind of like her struggle within herself her mental illnesses like how she's dealing with that with all of what happened to her and what she doesn't remember and how she like deals with all of that. So it's a very it was very interesting to see a protagonist who's not in their right mind. Mm-hmm. And you see that the amnesia has really wore her down in different ways. Like she kind of wants to give her things away. She has these really bad migraines. She's becoming distant from her mother. She's kind of taking a self journey by herself because she can't really turn to anyone else. And I think you see a lot of that pain, or at least I think you feel a lot of that pain when you're reading, of just what she's going through with no one to help her. I think it's interesting that you feel so much for her when she herself doesn't feel much of anything. Mm-hmm. Like, she feels very, I would say, hollowed. By of by what she can't remember, or just in general? By what, like, by what she can't remember. Like, after her accident... You know, everything that she used to be went away. 
We Were Liars takes place off the coast of Massachusetts. Secluded and private, Beachwood Island is home to magnificent houses, tennis courts, and endless beaches. You know, I wouldn't mind taking a little boat ride over to Beachwood Island. Honestly, it's, Beachwood Island does sound like the perfect summer getaway because it's a private island, so it's just with who you want to be with. It's the tennis courts and the and the beaches and the going to the mainland and going shopping and everything. And I mean, also just like eating at sunset at the picnic table and everything. Like it's the perfect summer getaway for, to create like the best of memories. But it's kind of like a bittersweet thing because it's kind of like the thing of you realize you're going to miss something while you're in the moment. And I feel like that kind of feeling also just ties in really well with the emotion that is put through the story. I feel like it was Beachwood Island that really deepened the feelings that Cadence had. Like the two were opposites in a way, kind of contradictions of, you know, sadness, happiness and such that by both of them existing, they empowered the other thing or person, if that makes sense. Like by Cadence being sadder, by being distraught, by being kind of heavier, Beachwood feels really light and happy and exciting. Mm. And by Beachwood being really happy and light and exciting, that's how you feel a lot more of Cadence's sadness, what she's gone through, what she doesn't remember. I think this book was very cleverly written, especially since we see our protagonist, Cadence, having struggles with her mind and her amnesia and everything. And I think that the the author's way of kind of staccatoing Cadence's thoughts throughout the book was a really intelligent way of doing that, of kind of showing this is her mind when she's on Percocet. This is her mind when she's doing better. This is kind of how a person who is going through something similar would think. So the author of We Were Liars, I think, plays between literal and not literal a lot. Like sometimes she'll write something and you can't tell if it's something that's really happened or not. And I know I'm being really vague. I'm just trying not to spoil things. (laughs) But in the beginning, like in the first 20 pages, it did confuse me a little bit. But then afterward, I, I kind of sank into the rhythm of the story and into Cadence's voice and I understood better. And so then I really began to appreciate that switch up of, oh, is this real? Is this happening? Is this metaphorical? Is this literal? I think that, again, like you said, added into Cadence's voice of a girl who's missing memories, a girl who's kind of missing almost kind of like a part of her mind, it seems like. And I think that E. Lockhart did a really good job of keeping the pace up and the mystery and of wanting to see the conclusion. Because I think with a, with a thriller, it can be hard to keep someone's interest Because to me, thrillers are either super fast-paced or kind of slower. And I think this one's a little bit on the slower side, not in a bad way. I just think it's more so of a build-up. And it kept my interest that whole time. I I was trying to figure it out. I wanted to see the ending. And so I very much appreciated that. 
She did. Lockhart did a really good job of doing that. I also just think that the more that you read the story, the more clever it becomes. The more the more you realize how much thought was put into it and how intelligent the writing is. Especially when you get to the very end and like you kind of sit there and think about what you just read it and it all comes together. It's kind of insane the way that she put it together. It's just, it, it's very, very cleverly written. Yeah, in the beginning, things are kind of simple. Like, I think when we first are introduced to Cadence, it's like, my name is Cadence, I'm 18 years old, I have a, a library card I use or something like that. It's very simple lines like that. And then ultimately, things become more layered and deeper and the language kind of becomes a bit more complex or profound. Elokar does have a really good grasp on how to make her characters, how to make you feel for her characters and how to make them relatable, but also make them well-rounded in a shortened style of writing. And she does a really good job of making things happy and of making things sad. You get to experience a perfect amount of both, but each one is really potent when you experience it when things are sad things are really sad when things are happy things are really happy and so i i i liked experiencing that range of emotion even if i did tear up a little bit at times there she she wrote the emotions very very well like she she knows what she's doing mm-hmm. yeah i think that's the best part of her writing style is that everything has a purpose she is confident with what she's doing Here's a list of things that if you like these things, these things are in this book. <laughs> Therefore, you should read the book. Like summertime memories, plot twists, familial conflicts, private islands, underlining themes of privilege and racism, boats, mansions, drugs, unreliable narrators, teen romance, summer flings. Fairy tales. Symbolism. Little kid exclusion, a.k.a. ageism. Beach roses. Amnesia. Trolls. Liars. And lastly, purple rocks. If you like these things, then you know what? Maybe maybe go ahead and give this book a try. Give it to Ganda. We're recommending it. Especially if you're a purple rock lover. Oh yeah, most definitely. Then... You have to read this book. Calling out to all Purple Rock lovers. <laughs> Purple Rock fandom, now's your time. Attack now. <laughs> so, Tay, on our very unique little rating scale, what would you rate We Were Liars? I would give We Were Liars by E. Lockhart a 6.7 <gasps> out of 7. Oh, I think that's your highest one yet. Saying it felt brave. (laughs) Because I feel like this book was almost perfect in every single way. There's nothing I could really want changed about it. I thought the mystery was wonderful. The plot twist was sweet. The emotions made me sad. I teared up a little bit. And and I heard that this book makes you cry. And I thought, no, no, I don't... (laughs) Me cry? No. No. And then I read the book and I got to the end and I got teary-eyed and I texted Kami and I said, this is sad, (laughs) but this is a really good book. (laughs) This is sad. And 
I am very happy to have read this book. And I would give it a glowing recommendation if someone asked me to. Like, hey, Taylor, what's a thriller I should read? I'd go, we were liars. <laughs> e. Lockhart, snag it now. That's right there. Devour it <laughs> and cry with me. Feel the emotions. Let's all sob. <laughs> uh, I would act. I would give We Were Liars. See, rating this one is hard because I act. I very much enjoyed it, but at the same time, well, okay, I'm gonna give it a five point nine through six point one. Oh, simply because I can't choose between them. I know it's not. It's not a five. It is a six, but it also 5.9 just feels right. <laughs> so we're just going to give it a 5.9 through 6.2. I really, really enjoyed it. It was engaging the entire way through. I feel like the only person who could have written this book was E. Lockhart. And when that happens, when an author was the only person who could write the story, that's when you know it's a really good book. Um, the way she paced it was was very, very well done. And <clears throat> the thing that I really just loved the most was just her take on mental illness as well as just some of the underlying themes of, like, the privilege and a little bit of the racism and just how she addressed those in her writing while still staying true to the story. Yeah, she tackled different themes, but it, it didn't feel like she tackled them just to tackle them. Mm-hmm. Like, they were tacked on rather she gave them the due diligence as well as integrated them in in the story in a way that made sense. Yeah. And honestly, the, the I didn't see the plot twist coming. I, I felt pretty cool because <laughs> I guessed it on page 128. Not to brag, but yes, I do yes, know the yes. page number. Uh-huh. <laughs> I felt pretty cool. I felt pretty cool. But I think it's also a testament to the story that I had guessed the plot twist. And I, I think it would be hard guess. I don't... Well, that sounds... Oh, I'm I'm terrible at guessing things. So that's just like... <laughs> that's just me. <clears throat> but even knowing the ending still made me cry. Yeah. Still made me feel. There's this one... I'm not going to say what it is. But there's this one particular scene where if I reread it, I, I will always get emotional. <laughs> I, I start crying right now. <laughs> I think if you want to be subtly emotionally destroyed this is definitely the book for you yeah and that's the thing about this book it's not like it just completely sledgehammers your head or your heart well it kind of feels like that but (laughs) it it the emotions kind of slowly sink in and so you go (laughs) what (laughs) it's not it's not an all of a sudden thing there's a lot of foreshadowing and it's a little it's almost a little foreboding Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But it, I mean, it all just comes together in a really, really beautiful way. Thank you so much for joining us on Kiwi and the Bird for a book recommendation episode about We Were Liars by E. Lockhart. We hope that you'll join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for our upcoming book discussion episode where we go into spoilers and details about We Were Liars. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi and the Bird, shh happens.
If you made it this far, get ready for some bloopers. Dog. <laughs> Dog. Demons. Your boy. <laughs> Last can... time, you were like, we say that every episode. <laughs> we do, though. Oh, I did the wrong tense on remembered. It's remembered. <laughs> she likes fudge. I don't. Um, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had fudge or if I have had fudge. I don't think I've had enough fudge to make an opinion. What's the difference between a brownie and fudge? Uh, I don't think fudge is baked. Sorry, baked like a brownie. Oh. It's simply there. (laughs) It's just simply A brownie is made. A fudge is born. (laughs) Aww. I've seen these things online where it's like, Yo, he went Shrek is low-key hot. And everyone's like, we gotta get out of 14. <laughs> I was gonna be like, no, he's not. <laughs> we Were Liars takes place on the coast of Massachusetts. What? <laughs> I can read. To be fair, there's huge boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Open up. <laughs> You know what's the biggest adrenaline rush, though? Is when you're the one who steals the flag and capture the flag. Never that person. I only did it once, but oh. I remember I was like, this is what it feels like. <laughs> I was never the, per- I was always the person who had to run to get people out of jail. That was my job. <laughs> but when you come back across the line, you understand gladiators. Oh, I, I don't know that feeling. I never did that. <laughs> Hey, jail's important, though. It's true. I mean, I got a lot of people out of jail. Yeah. Sometimes I get caught, but I got them out. <laughs> I've been pondering this rating for the last few days. It's kept me up at night, and it's kept me up during the day, but I'm already awake then, so it's fine. <laughs> um, there's always those, those people who, in, like, the pacer test stuff, that would always go so far that everyone just has to watch them. Uh-huh. It's like 100. 101. <laughs> We're like, we got it. You're fast, okay? <laughs> we want to play dodgeball. Sometimes a PE teacher would be like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Which could be attributed to the fact that I stayed up to like 5 o'clock the past four days. Katie. I know. It's just I've been playing that video game. <laughs> <laughs> and I only have two more crystals left. Why didn't you tell me I'd come play with you? <laughs> See, I also I just lose track of time because when I'm playing on my Switch, I like to have like a little background show on. It's <laughs> so, like I'll have my background and I'll be playing. I'll like I'll look up at a second for a second. And I was doing one of my like one of like the romantic animes that I really like. Yeah. And so, like whenever it'd be a romantic moment, I like press pause and then I'd watch it and then I'd go back. And I was like, oh, it's only been like two hours because I was like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I can play for like an hour, maybe two, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden I look at the clock and it's 4.30 and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Half more hour. Half hour. More. Half hour. <laughs> um, sometimes when I do that though, because I, I do that too, I'll be doing something on my iPad and then watching something on my phone. I'm like, do I have to be entertained this much? <laughs> is this really what I require? It's just, it's just sometimes to focus, I need, like, background. I need to, like, yeah, tune things out. Or sometimes I just like the company. Yeah. 
sometimes or just like it's just nice having something else on while I'm trying to focus on something because it's just like that's happening and, and I don't have to, <laughs> but I don't have to pay attention to it. You know, yeah. I don't have to. Yeah. I can. I like the option. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about giving myself <laughs> options. <laughs> and he jumped up on the back of the truck and I was like, crap, we don't have any more water balloons and he can't hijack us. So I took the cooler because it was full of water <laughs> and I threw it over his head. But the problem is he was coming toward me right as I was throwing it. So I hit him with the cooler in the face. <laughs> he got drenched and he fell off the moving truck. <laughs> so, Or uh, when someone's like, you gesture with your hands a lot. I'm like, guys, you are crazy. I do not do that. Okay. I'm sorry. What do I look like? Italian? <laughs> what do you think you're saying? Spaghetti-o. <laughs> Kind of has this one friend who loves a cord of thorns and roses, oh. and she really likes the spicy parts. Mm. And so she tells tells Kenna about the spicy parts, which means that Kenna knows I've read them. <laughs> like, Kimmy and I didn't know what they meant. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. I promise. <laughs> when I read it, I didn't understand. Okay. <laughs> when I used to hear people swear, my mind would correct it in my head. So if someone was like, "Damn it," I was like, "Darn it." In my head. <laughs> yeah. I was I like, think that's how it used to be, too. They say, like, bitch, and I'd be like, brat. <laughs> <laughs> Banana. <laughs> no, I just, I think I'm completely desensitized to swearing, because when I'm just by myself, I'll just be like, stay your fucking life, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I've become desensitized, too, because Ken and I were playing video games with the kids. Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> and usually, you know, I watch my mouth pretty well. Mm-hmm. But it had been months since we had played with the kids and the Kenna and I and Kenna and I had been playing Call of Duty, mm-hmm. which gets intense, you know, when you're playing zombies and outbring and stuff, you know, something's mm-hmm. let out. <laughs> so we were playing with the kids and I was getting shot at and I was talking to Kenna. I was like, bitch, bitch, freaking help me, bitch, bitch. I'm like, bitch, help me, bitch. I literally said it like 10 times in a row. Kenna was like, Taylor, Taylor, we're playing with the freaking kids. I'm like, oh, no. I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But then, as I've grown older, I've realized how funny swear words are. They really are. And they're so fun to use. They're just so, like, you can use them in any situation. Yeah. Like, the word fuck, you can use that as an adjective, a verb, a noun. (laughs) And it's so funny. A verb. Fuckingly? I love polar bears. Okay. Boring. I fucking love (laughs) polar bears. All of a sudden, you're like, she loves polar bears. (laughs) The emphasis. It just gives everything power. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I could say something normal. Like, hey, can you slow down your shopping cart? Okay. (laughs) Hey, slow down your shopping cart, bitch. elevates it it absolutely does oh my favorite one recently is dipshit (laughs) so this guy so i went to wendy's and this guy cut me off in the line in the drive-thru line and i was like you fucking dipshit you motherfucking dipshit and i was and i was like and they kind of like turned around and i was like and then the person's like what would you like to order um can i get a can i get a cheeseburger (laughs) 
But I remember they were like, they were talking about swears. Like, yeah, I say this word. And I was like, do you really? I mean, at that time, I didn't even swear. But I was like, yeah, right. And they're like, Kim, you don't swear. And I was like, uh-huh, watch me. Fuck. And like, literally everyone was like, <gasps> the whole world starts shaking. And they're like, Kim, she's just, they're like, they're just like, she said it. And I was like, yeah-huh. And then I never went with them again. <laughs> Does it go small medium venti grande no it's tall grande venti what the heck is and we do we have um tall is a small grande is a medium venti is a large and we have one called trenta that we have for refreshers that's extra large <gasps> trenta 